0: Welcome to Weekly Grooves. My name is Tim Houlihan. And I'm
1: Kurt Nelson. Weekly Grooves is our short form podcast where we take a current topic and look at it through a behavioral lens. Absolutely. And if you want to get more in-depth around some behavioral science topics, listen to our long-form podcast called Behavioral Grooves, where we interview researchers, practitioners, and accidental behavioral scientists to understand why we do what we do, and we get in-depth on that. Weekly Grooves. Not in depth. Not so much in depth, but we talk about some really cool and fun
0: topics- In the headlines That are in the headlines. And so, Tim, what are we going to talk about today? So recently, I saw a video in social media of uh, somebody uh, in their airline seat getting pushed and punched. The the seat was being punched, not the person, but the seat was being punched from behind with somebody who was irritated that the passenger was reclining.
1: Ah, the- Age old question of, who
0: owns the space?
1: Right. So yes. is that what
0: we're gonna talk about? Yeah, let's like talk how, about why that. people punch the other seat? <laughs> let's talk about who owns the seat and what we can what behavioral science can inform us about how to resolve that. All right, so so People have strong opinions on this. You you think so?
1: Yes, I think they do. I've gotten <laughs> into some some conversations on this in in the past. Tell us. About do you it. have Do you have any experience yourself? What what Where are you on this? What's What's
0: an experience that you've had about reclining or being reclined upon? Uh, well, I, of course, I've had this experience of being in the seat reclining and someone. Either being very difficult by you know put, putting their knee up, or you know intentionally kind of pushing and making it known in these very passive aggressive ways that they don't like the fact that I'm reclining. Oh, they must have been from Minnesota, because <laughs> that's where the ultimate in passive aggressive comes from. <laughs> they didn't use the knee defender though that stops you fully from. They did becoming, not. No, they did okay. not have the knee defender. Which, okay. uh, yeah Which we'll link to in the episode notes. All right. Well, that's. And, and you, you've had this experience. too. Well, right?
1: I, I remember very specifically. This is over. Twenty years ago, I was uh, working. I had worked at a, a, a program three days where I had very little sleep—two to maybe five hours of sleep every night. It was the end of the day on a Friday, and I was flying home. And the only thing I wanted was to just lean my seat back and get that three and a half hours of sleep that I could get on this thing. Um, and. Uh, instead, I wasn't able to do that because there was a little old lady who wasn't actually in the seat behind me to begin with. She switched with somebody oh. else to be in that
0: seat. Oh, so 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 you're you're somehow you're rationalizing this.
1: I am. This is this is it. So <laughs> These she are the facts, was. But, but so you yeah. know, when the plane takes off, I put my seat back, and all of a sudden, I get tap 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 tap. And excuse on me on your shoulder, like on the, my shoulder. Yeah, right. I can't read when you do that. Can we move your seat up and and she looked like my mom so oh, I, I wow. yeah so I moved up the seat and then you know they served some food after an hour or so and they served some food and then the food went away and I thought well All right, I have been nice to you, so now you will be nice to me, and I will
0: lean my seat back now, and you will let me do that. And you were communicating telepathically
1: with her. Of course, I was (laughs) the the tired, worn out Kurt that I was. I was like, "This is my thought process," and I lean back and once again tap, 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 tap. Yeah, you. And I was I was not a happy person, but again. Well, what did you she do? She reminded me of my mom so I just sat up and fumed the entire time and talk about it 20 years later. So
0: you are from Minnesota.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. All right. So so those are our experiences. But what what can behavioral science tell us about this? Well, well, first, who owns the space? Well, that's a big interesting it's a big question, question, isn't right? it? Right. And and I think that is one of the key questions in in how people interpret this, right? So If there is a recline on my seat, doesn't that imply that I thus own the ability to recline? I have paid for that
0: seat, and that seat reclines, so I should be Mm -hmm. able to use the full – element of that that seat and there are some seats on many flights that do not recline because they're in exit rows or in front of an exit row or in th- the back or, yeah. or in the very back that do not recline uh, and uh some people uh, don't mind that and some people say no no i want to make sure i have a reclining seat right so they choose a, a different a different seat so on the f- surface of it it would make sense that if The majority of the seats recline, and you've chosen a seat that reclines, that it would be up to you to say, I'm going to recline or I'm not going to recline. Right, but I do believe that there are
1: other people who say, no, look, I have bought the seat— and the seat is the space that is in front of me, and and to where I'm sitting. And so that space, those four inches, are <laughs> right. mine, right? And and I can see, you know, if you're trying to work and you have a laptop, and and somebody reclines back, all of a sudden you can't use your laptop as easy, right? Now reading like that old lady, I mean, you can move your damn book, well, but you know, maybe she hey, couldn't
0: maybe because of her depth of field. Yeah, well, whatever. We That's that. beside the point. There we go. But I can see, you know,
1: that so people have arguments
0: uh, on both sides, and they're very passionate about this. Well, and hence the creation of the knee defender, yes. a, an actual product that will prevent someone from reclining into your space. And so. there was there was the the story of the person who put that in. The woman
1: tried to recline; it couldn't. They called the flight attendant. The flight attendant. Him, told him to move it. He wouldn't. The lady up front turned around, threw water on him, and they had to divert yes. the flight, kick both of those people. Both off. of them got kicked off. Yes. yes. So yes. I mean it is. It's a it's an emotional piece, which is why ah, behavioral science yes, yes, is yes, yes. perfect for this.
0: So okay. let's talk about that. Okay, so what, what what have we got? We've got endowment endowment effect going in a big way, right? For for both the people who are sitting in the seat that they're wanting to recline and the seat behind them. Well, both have again, a sense of endowment, it, it, right? Yeah, because So endowment effect, so for those people,
1: is this idea that, hey, if I own something, then... I value that more than say you don't. And the, the classic study is on the coffee mug, right? So, yeah. so you gave the kid the coffee mug and now for them to sell that coffee mug, they want $15. But you know, if you asked another kid to buy the coffee mug, college student, which is what they were using, they're going, ah, I buy it for $2, $5, right.
0: you know, something like right. that. And so and, it's and then the then exact as as the, same mug. And, and then, if then they as soon as switch, the tables are changed and turned, then the person who has the coffee mug says, no, 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 I want 15 bucks for it. So, So, in this case, there's actually been a survey done on this, right? Yes. With
1: the airline. So, do you want to go over that? Uh,
0: uh, Chris uh, uh, Bacofusco and uh, Sprigman, uh, both of these guys, went in to try to find, well, what what can help us through understanding the value, the monetary value of of the of the space, basically? So so they surveyed people who were behind and they surveyed people who were at front and they gave them situations and they said, How much would you be willing to pay? Right. So
1: so when the space was uh owned by the recliners, right? Right. It's framed it, as you you the recliner own the space. So they wanted forty-one dollars on <laughs> yes, average yes. to to refrain from reclining while the people behind on average would only pay eighteen dollars right. for them to actually not recline. Right. But then you ah. switch that that framing. Put the coffee mug in the different person's hands. All right. And so in, in the reverse where the the space is owned by the person sitting in that space and not the recliner, then your recliners are now only willing to pay about twelve dollars to recline uh-huh. while the uh, reclinees were unwilling to sell, as they say, their knee room for
0: less than thirty nine dollars. So yeah, so we get a huge endowment effect on both sides, depending on who th- thinks they own, who, who, who believes that they own the space. And, and it's really interesting because, again, it's how you frame who owns that space. Right. And I think part of the
1: big issue that we have in, in a lot of this is, again, people's
0: perception of whose space that is, so, and it's so different. Right. So if it's a purely economic scenario, then we might go to the Coast Theorem. Right, which talks about uh, transaction with, with, with or uh, elements with low transaction costs, right? And and if in a case like this, there's a relatively low transaction cost, and if there was a simple rule around this that everyone adhered to, it probably wouldn't be a big deal. Right, you would pay for the ability to recline, or pay for the
1: lack of somebody to recline into you.
0: That's right, and they, they, there
1: would be an economic transaction that could go on. Again, airlines could create sections of reclining seats and they could create sections of non-reclining seats and they could offer those right. at different values they already are charging extra for additional leg room exactly. and the comfort or plus or whatever you know airline or to be in an exit row or to be in an exit row yeah. all of those things so the bulkhead seats yeah. could
0: happen the so, so that could definitely... But, but that's in the monetary
1: realm. Right. And I think one of the
0: interesting pieces, again, is from that study that you talked about. Yeah. Fusco and Sprigman went one step beyond, which we both loved. They went into the realm of non-monetary rewards. Right. They said, what would happen if it was more framed in terms of drinks or, uh, or snacks? Right. What if there was an exchange there? And, and, and what did they find? And they found that people were much more willing to actually, they came to an agreement
1: much more readily and they were much more willing to exchange to not to recline or to allow a recliner to recline uh, when it was a non-monetary thing.
0: And, and this is, we're talking about airline stuff. So we're talking yeah. about a beer, a, a, a drink or- a, a, some, Maybe three drinks, you okay. know, uh, I don't know. But. <laughs> or, or, or snacks, which are not really super high quality snacks, but they're just the snacks that are available. Yeah. And those cost significantly less- then the, the 41, forty-one and thirty-nine dollars.
1: Yeah. But again, so thinking about this from behavioral science perspective, we are moving out of an economic transaction then and into what would be almost considered like, hey, this is an inconvenience to me, but I understand it would be an inconvenience to you. I, can I, can I give you a gift to allow me to do this? And so then you get into this idea that, all right, so there's some reciprocity and that's a human action that didn't happen this before is in a purely economic uh, transaction. I am, you know what? This is all about money. This isn't about you as a human. This is about
0: money and the inconvenience and, that it's and causing that, me. And that, and that is very calculative. But when we take it out of that and it becomes more of a social exchange, we value it differently. And this is smack dab in the middle of Dan Ariely and James Heyman's you know, classic uh, Tale of Two Markets. Right. So I, I think that that's super informative as well. And,
1: and if the person you know who is reclining or being reclined upon looks like your mother, that probably has a whole <laughs> big thing on it as well. Some <laughs> Priming going on, and then the old. Oh my gosh, I can't do that. Well, to my if mom. I would have
0: been armed with, uh, geez, all I have to do is buy this person a drink behind me to stop them from banging on my seat. Oh man, I would have been happy to spend the eight bucks on a on a beer. <laughs> oh, that would have been so much better. Okay. Exactly. All right. So to recap,
1: we have uh, this. Classic kind of problem where people don't know who owns the space, yes. and they have this endowment effect because I feel I own it, whereas you feel you own it, and so I am I I I have the right to do what I want to do with that space. That's so right. there's the endowment effect. Um, reciprocity is typically low in these situations until. Right. Maybe you get it out of that economic bargaining and you become a, exactly. a, get a human aspect into it again exactly. with some of those non monetary gifts,
0: get into the social exchange, and then reciprocity can become more meaningful to right. us, right? Yep.
1: You have uh the coast theory, which talks about hey, if if we actually just put this into uh an economic model, we should be able to come to an agreement about what the value of that is. And airlines could do that. Uh, Again, if there's low transaction costs in that and how it's done, that should be an easy solution to this problem. Uh, Although it'd be one more charge, upcharge that these airlines are
0: charging. (laughs) They're always looking for ways to make more money. So I'm amazed they haven't done it already. So the first recommendation would be airlines, get your stuff together, make it clear to all the passengers who owns that space. It's the recliner, by the way. (laughs) And the second thing would be, if you find yourself in this situation, go to the drink cart first.
1: <laughs> maybe for one for yourself. Or, and then... or Yeah, one for yourself and two for the other person. And, 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 and maybe some snacks just to add, add a little bit of, of flavor to it. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So that is uh, the wrap of this week's Weekly Groove. Thanks for hanging in with us, folks. And if you like this, please leave us a review on apple or whatever pod service that you're listening to quick five stars goes a long way in helping uh, get the word out on this and please if you do like it also share it with your friends let them know that there's this fun really short podcast out there that explores you know current topics with a behavioral lens